what an adventure we've had together. Listen, ever since I got to this apartment, it's been adventures. I'm dog sitting. Um, James, my uh, former roommate, has a dog that she adopted while we lived together. So he's basically my second child. And she's out of town this weekend, so or the end of this week. So I'm watching him. She lets me know like two days beforehand. Oh, by the way, the elevator's broken. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you live on the fifth floor. <laughs> Hell yeah. How do you expect me to take this dog out? How, like, oh. no. And I have Sam's, to walk him. Sam's got a bad hip. <laughs> I, got, I got a bad hip, and frankly, I'm too old to be walking up. It's not even, she technically lives on the fifth floor, but it's an elevated fifth, so it's technically the sixth floor. Damn. I, it's fixed now, thank God, but yesterday was rough. Yesterday was real rough. <laughs> I would go in there and see it as an opportunity to to exercise, get my steps in. Yeah. I Absolutely always feel not. really accomplished when I walk up a flight of stairs. See, when I lived on a third floor, every time people would come over, family sometimes, uh, Nicole's family, let's say that because my family uh, never even seen Chicago, been living <laughs> here for seven years. Uh they would always comment, oh, yeah, you must be uh, getting your exercise, at least. It's like, you you overestimate how much I leave the apartment. <laughs> I don't actually go anywhere. Most yeah. of my exercise is sitting down and standing back up from the couch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, not it's now I'm squats. doing that. I'm doing that one-man punch workout. Well, we, don't we don't have time. No. We don't have time. Google we it. We do not have time. I am Shelby. I'm Sam. This is the rom complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. Oh, I'll meet you at the meet cute, wearing a meat suit. That's a suit, it's made out of meat and you. Yeah, getting right into it, and you might have heard that voice, because we've got a special guest today, Sam, don't we? Yeah, we do, and you're doing a robot dance while you introduce (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't see him. Podcasting is an audio medium. Okay, we've got our good friend James, a.k.a. Marshland Monster, a.k.a. host of podcasts such as Mostly Speaking Sentai and Shuffle in the Deck, all on the MLM pod network go check out their patreon at whatever patreon.com forward slash mlm pod but i i think we announce it here shelby right now i'm not just from mostly speaking sentai shuffling the deck sweet child of time hit it and crit it formerly of this movie's gay will that show come back i don't know etc other podcast but we're we're starting a new one we're starting a new podcast me and oh, james yeah. together so you can hear our, our uh our flow. It's very different from this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but what it is is a show called Formulaic, <laughs> where James and I find some formulaic <laughs> TV shows and then write a whole script of an episode of a show on the podcast. And we have our friends do a little table read of it. And it's lots of fun. 
And yeah. it'll I, be, I think, out next month, guys. It'll be a twice a month show with the one writing the script. We write an entire script in an hour. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> And it then, is a lot of fun. I that sounds do like it. literal torture to me. Like no. the, the other day I was like, oh, wow. I'm so like, I have so many different story ideas. I'm like, wow, I should be a writer. And my friend was like, yeah, you should. And I was like, no, I hate writing. <laughs> but this is freeing. It's like, no, we have an hour and a half because I don't want to edit anything more than that. Yeah. Of a show of like 30 minutes. We start ex- like getting into what the outline of it is. And then we just start spitballing ideas. And once we fill in those bullet points of the outline, it's just kind of improvising a script and then yeah. it's done. I, Sam, you, you will be coming on mm-hmm. for, we're, we will just write like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Hell we could yeah. Do you know, that's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sam's going to star for sure. I, uh, so, I mean, it works out because James and I are both deeply silly, but efficient people. <laughs> like we get stuff done. Nice. Um, so we're there to wrangle each other's silliness and also to, you know, silly each other's efficiency. Does that yeah. make sense? Anyway, James, you came on today to talk about the movie Dudley Do-Right. We let you pick the movie. You picked Dudley Do-Right for a (laughs) rom-com podcast. Could you go ahead and explain that one for us? Guys, I was fucking so stoned the first time I watched this to the point where, like, I did not remember chunks of this movie, but I remember that... The, the I guess I was just focused in on the ro- romance scenes because I was like, yes, this is a like a love triangle of baffleness. So yeah, let's do this. We we should have done Yogi Bear. <laughs> well, there's no point in in thinking about what we should have done, James, because this is what you did to us. And <laughs> um. we, like. We could have done Yogi Bear, the 3D movie, but in 2D, but where. But if we had done that, we would have only gotten one problematic thing, which is the whole <laughs> T.J. Miller of it all. But in Dudley Do-Right, there's a lot going on, there's guys. There's a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, Our text thread, Shelby and I's text thread while watching this film, just chock full, <laughs> chock full of uh, side conversation. Mostly of, like, who decided to do this? Who thought... <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, Dudley Do-Right is a movie that came out in 1999, weirdly the same year as The Mummy, um, starring also starring Brendan Fraser, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Alfred Molina, and Eric Idle. <laughs> like, you know, it's a children's movie. Gotta put Eric Idle in there. Kids love him. Um, no, this uh, this movie has no idea who it's for because it's supposed it's marketed as a children's movie. Children, sorry, in 1999, we're not watching Dudley Do-Right. This no. movie is for olds. The- so <laughs> it, I, that's, I wrote down this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. However, it is what it needs to be. No. <laughs> Why? I love this movie. Stoned okay. and sober. James, listen. First, I got a question for you. We ask all our guests this. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah, I I technically loved at first sighted Nicole on the internet when I saw she didn't have pictures of just her. It was like kind of 
her half face, but then it, we could say like, hey, that's kind of love at first sight, but I looked at her artwork and then I was like, oh, I need to know this person. I wish Aww. I still, there's somewhere in, in this room, I wish I could bring up this specific one because I was looking for someone to do a like the cover art for my the first podcast I ever did the marshland it's not available anywhere guys so <laughs> I messaged her and she said yeah I'll do it and then we just started talking and then we fell in love that's beautiful I'm gonna vomit <laughs> everywhere um and that I was... love it James I'm so happy for you and Nicole like I genuinely I'm happy for you but also genuinely I'm gonna jump out of this window right now yeah Sam's it, over there I'll making, never find love uh, making googly eyes at the toaster in the background <laughs> it was nine years ago pretty much to the day is when we started falling in love oh that's very sweet um, I, when we started, like when we made it official on my birthday, 2013, I like I thought I fucked it up right off the bat because I like even though I I hate this man, the actor and the character, I Ted Mosby'd it because <laughs> I hugged her. I said, good night. Love you. And then I was like, oh, no, I am. That just like came out of me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Like, but may maybe someday I'll mean it. But I'm sorry. Duh, like, I, please. And I was living in a trailer park and I just, a, a terrible trailer, it fucking sucked. Best worst summer of my life. And I remember just going for a walk, just nervous and saying like, I fucked it up. I I blew it. And I went on this like rickety uh, swing set at, at like 9 p.m. just swinging sad and then <laughs> I messaged her I was like hey I I really hope you're 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 okay with this and then she just like messaged me back saying lol no dude it's fine I thought it was funny I was like oh woo baby <laughs> that's awesome oh gosh that's Sam cute. Sam sickened yeah I'm it's fine I'll I, just go sad swing alone with no one to <laughs> agonize over it's good that exercise I said I love. yeah I love, love I love swing. swinging I mm -hmm. love swinging, and I don't oh, mean yeah. I don't mean upside down pineapple in your grocery cart swinging. I mean mm -hmm. I mean I love like a swing set, like keys in a dang dish. <laughs> not not the keys in the dish. I just want to sit wait on a seat that's too small for my hips, my adult <laughs> hips. Guys, I think bubblegum bubblegum in a dish. How many pieces do you wish? I think that's trying to indoctrinate polygamy oh. in the Into youth. <gasps> Did this just become a conspiracy podcast? And Man. that's why they made circle, circle, dot, dot, now I got my cootie <laughs> yeah. shot. It's the, the anti-bubblegum, bubblegum in a ditch. Mm -hmm. um, so in this movie, it starts out, we got a group of three kid friends, four if you count the horse, yeah. but three kid friends. You've got Dudley Do-Right. Uh, he wants to be a Mountie, a member of the Royal Canadian Mountain Police. He wants it so bad. He dresses up for it. He's got his horse named Horse, who fucking hates him. And <laughs> then there's Nell. She wants to go see the world. And other than that, doesn't really have a personality. And then you have this poor, unfortunate child who was named by his parents, Snidely. <laughs> so you've got Snidely Whiplash. And he sucks. He's clearly evil. Uh -huh. 
but they're just hanging out with him like yeah. he's our friend. Well, yeah, because <laughs> when you're growing up, you your friends are the people around you, and sometimes you have someone who just sucks so much ass. Do you have um Sam, did you have a childhood friend who sucked? Um childhood no high school definitely lots of those uh I, it's i think it's very telling that i only talked to one person yeah maybe, maybe two maybe two friends from high school the rest can suck it um but no i uh i had lots of friends in childhood so i was very popular i'm sorry to say it <laughs> sam but if there's no friends around you who suck ass, you might have been the one oh, sucking no. ass. <laughs> it's me. Listen, listen. That is what I tell myself every day that I message a group chat. I'm like, they hate me. So you're just feeding into that. No. I, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, also, I'm saying you as a child, you right now, flawless you're amazing thank you you. someone else finally said it i've been saying that every day for the past like five years and no one's agreed with me this is why we got james on the podcast got it got it got it Um, an ego boost (laughs) so snidely of course is like i know what i want to do when i grow up i'm gonna be the bad guy and i'm gonna do stuff like this and then he does some shitty kid stuff including just like kissing nell on the cheek and then, and then he, does the, he does the greatest <laughs> dirtbag kid thing ever, which is hop on a bike, then wheelie out saying, <laughs> fuck you guys. And I love when kids do that because they're like, wheeling is the greatest. It's the pinnacle of everything. And he also has a full top hat and cape on, but normal kid clothes underneath. Like he hasn't fully gone to like, oh, I'm in a four piece jacket. <laughs> I should start wearing a top hat and cape over my regular clothes. Yeah. I think you could pull it off. I, I also, I, I I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I'm like obsessed with villains in my normal everyday life. Um, so you know what? A little, a little five, six year old boy being like, I'm going to be the bad guy. At least, you know, that he's just doing what he wants. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's not being influenced by the church telling him that he has to repent and be a, a believer, you know? He's just like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I get it. I'm but into it. In the movie, <laughs> cut to, they say 20 years later. So 20 years later from these kids. <laughs> of course, Brendan Fraser, Dudley Do-Right, he is a, a, he's a Mountie. Uh, he's very dumb. But he's a good guy, uh, but he's stupid. Then we've got... Would you classify him as a himbo, Shelby? I would absolutely classify him as a himbo. Okay. Uh, I was actually watching this movie, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's big himbo energy It right is. Mm-hmm. Um, big bad luck himbo, yeah. which <laughs> you'd love to see. Um, then Nell comes back into the picture. She's been off traveling the world. She got various degrees and diplomas. We see nothing of that or of her personality whatsoever. I wrote down, <laughs> ladies, you got to fill that void in your heart with degrees in academia. And if mm-hmm. that still doesn't work, you still got that void there. Go find that idiot you loved as a child and that menacing boy you loved as a child and duke them out for your love 
seriously, because she goes to see Dudley Do-Right, and he's like professing his love. He's like, I always meant to tell you. I, you know, he's trying to tell her he loves her, but he keeps stepping on floorboards and getting hit in the face, and then he falls, and then he lands in a chair, and then a moose head falls on him, and then he finally tells her, and she does not respond. She's just like, oh. She's like, <laughs> like not interested. But when I was watching that scene and how she's just patiently waiting for him to finish getting hit in the face over and over again, I was like, is that what it's like to date someone with bad luck? Because, like, I've been seeing this guy who has really bad luck. Oh, no. And I'm, like, wondering, like, huh, is that what it's going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. Shelly, I, I don't mean, think he would just idly stand by as someone was, like, experiencing these bouts of... In this case, physical, yeah, <laughs> physical bad luck. Fucking ass off. <laughs> well, yeah, you would point. Like you're not standing there idly. You're pointing right. and ha haing at them. You're not just singing flatly <laughs> yeah. a song no one knows. There's there- a recurring thing in this movie where she sings a line from that old Mountie song or that song from an old Mountie movie, which no one knows what they're talking about. Um, As as a teen, my friend Terry Ripley and I, like, during the nighttime, we lived in a, like, a cul-de-sac that had, like, wooded area and such. So what we would do is I would, like, he would go, woo, 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 tang, 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 and... We would be like, oh, we know where he is. So it was kind of like Marco Polo, but with like hyper specific hip hop references. Terry was black, (laughs) just so everyone knows. It's not just like two white kids are screaming this in a suburb. Also, like Terry screaming that in a suburb at night wasn't the best idea now in retrospect. Uh, Poor Terry. I hope he made it. I hope he made it out. He made it out of there, but did not make it out of that just crushed car and drunk driving accident. Oh, Terry, I'm so sorry. Ooh, three of my friends died one night. Oh, boy, can't get lo- over that. I love when the, the the very traumatic car accident from James's teen years comes up on the podcast. It's a episode. drinking game, guys, but it's not a drinking and driving game. No, no, no. All right, I'm cutting that part out. So anyway. <laughs> Don't cut it. It's my trauma. <laughs> This is the clip for Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James. Okay, so they're singing this song back and forth, and it's like how they communicate, so like mating call, whatever. Ooh, I like that synopsis. Uh, Yeah. Snidely is also still in town. Uh, Obviously. Doing evil shit. And also he's Alfred Molina, who's 15 years older than <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Sarah Jessica Parker. But he cares so it somehow, somehow in that 20 years, he aged 35. Because <laughs> yeah, he's that's, doing criminal shit. That's what crime will do to you. <laughs> Listen, Alfred Molina hasn't aged a day. Mm-hmm. When I watched him in the Spider-Man, the, the new one, No mm-hmm. Way Home, I was like, that man looks exactly the way he did in what 2002 when did the first spider-man come out when he was doc yeah. i was like he is aging so beautifully i say he's giving j-lo a run for her money Ooh. i mean you will not hear me denigrate alfred molina okay i thought you were gonna say j-lo <laughs> you might hear no i probably wouldn't i don't have anything <laughs> against j-lo like she's out there living her life go for it lady. yeah now uh. she's pounding <laughs> dunkin coffees 
<laughs> oh no. And and Ben Affleck's yeah. jizz. What? Oh god. Listen. Um I so wasn't anyway. going there. I was just saying he loves Duncan, so of course she will also get on whatever sponsorship he has with him. Snidely Whiplash loves to tie people to train tracks, which to be fair, that seems if you can get to the point where you have someone tied to a train track, like then cool. it seems like a good way to get information out of somebody. Except like yeah. back then it would be so hard to know if like, hey, what I am doing is going to be efficient because there wasn't an easy way to find train schedules. So it's like, oh, we could be waiting here for five hours and still not even hear a train. Maybe it was different in Canada. Maybe oh, they okay. had a good train schedule. Speaking Maybe of, it was consistent. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, th- this movie starts out how all great stories start out, which is with the narrator saying, oh, uh, once upon a time in Canada, which I want to say, uh, you missed the mark, Mr. Tarantino. Get out of here, Hollywood. Yeah, he should have He should have made a once upon a time in Canada. If you're already making fan fiction out of a true crime that happened, you might as well throw it in Canada. You'll get a tax yeah. write-off. That's a great idea. You should write to Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send him a letter. I'll say, get out of those or, fucking... Or, ooh, 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 better idea. Tie him up. Oh. Put him on a train track. <gasps> put him on the train track. And say, you better make this movie, Tarantino. Until he agrees. And then you also have to get information out of him, too. I figured, you, you know, you might you might have him there for a while. So might as well get as much as you can out of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask him about the foot fetish thing. So <laughs> um, the, we get to a part of this movie where they're like, oh, let's go see this super, super authentic Native American tribe, Kumquat tribe, the tribe's called Kumquat, um, like, performance or whatever. The whole joke, I put, I put joke in quotes, uh, (laughs) using it very loosely, is that these are obviously, like, New Yorkers Mm -hmm. who are just pretending to be a tribe of Native Americans or First Nations people. It's extremely offensive um, and not enjoyable to watch. It's baffling. It's truly baffling. Insane. The narration even says they're from Brooklyn. Uh, Like they're, you know. They're from, they're the South Bronx tribe, which. Bronx. uh, uh, And it's a, uh, which South Bronx is known for being very, uh, like a, a, a big Jewish population, especially like after the first and second world wars, the great wars, as they would have been called back then. (laughs) But it's also the birthplace of hip hop. And it's crazy how they. They skirted past that on yeah, Sedgwick they didn't Avenue. Th- Come they on. They didn't mention that at all. Um, <laughs> this is one of the whitest movies I've ever watched. Let's just say Absolutely. that. Um, and, you know, that's not how I think of Canada. Um, so <laughs> there, it's gross. It's disgusting. Um, and we don't like it. And then... I don't really. I didn't really follow the plot of this movie. I want to talk more about the romance and the love triangle because it's like Snidely's trying to. He's putting fake gold around the town so that he yeah. kicks out all the townsfolk. He's like buying up mortgages yeah. or something so Genius. that he can collect on them. No, but who cares? What I care about is this love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I guess 
Nell is seduced by Snidely's g- grossness. Yeah, like he's clearly a villain. Yeah. And it happens in the fucking greatest like scene that it could or baffling scene that it could happen in. <laughs> they go to this golf course because now that Snidely's rich, you got to start playing golf and it's just mini golf and what's his face? Dudley Do-Right and Nell come and Snidely's like, "Oh, Nell, I I love you. Let's I she goes to like shake hands or hug and he's like oh for people who've known each other for such a long time and then he kisses her and just like beat 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 this happens dudley do right says stop it now they stop <laughs> kissing and then snidely says wowzy and then <laughs> she goes what what'd she say wowzies after the wowzies where's the wowzies oh no he says zowie then she goes cool hat and then he goes we try it's just like a perfect comedy beats of <laughs> baffling shit it's really weird because she <laughs> she has the character is just her going ah yeah, ah, huh? ah even though she's a woman who's traveled the world and has all of these degrees and stuff she has no personality aside from love interest you- and I feel like that they they really had an opportunity there to make this actually an interesting character, yeah. and they didn't do they did everything wrong. I well, would maybe, say. but okay, so maybe let's give let's give them some credit, even okay. though you're right. Um, let's give them some credit. What if she's just playing the stupid love interest, right? Maybe mm-hmm. she came back because she traveled the world, right? She That means she doesn't have shit. She has whatever's in her little backpack. I'm assuming she backpacked. I don't actually know. Um, she has all this debt from college with all of her degrees. She needs a rich man to pay mm-hmm. her loans. And mm-hmm. so she comes back and she thinks, hey, maybe Dudley did something with himself. Maybe he accomplished something. Maybe he has savings. So she goes... Real, probably realizes very quickly he's an idiot so he probably doesn't have anything then she sees snidely man's on a golf course man's got a hat you know what i mean <laughs> and she was like let me take this opportunity to be your bimbo so you can pay my loans that's what i would do frankly that is actually a great reading it, of this you. it could also be because her father was a mountie as well I'm not, Canada is a better place when it comes to education and healthcare and all that. The Mounties could help pay for college. So if you're married to one, maybe that's also something it will offset that debt. So either way, she's getting that stuff paid for. She's getting hers. Maybe she's she's the true villain. She's the true villain of this. Is that villainous though? No, I mean, I respect it. I 100% respect it. I'm just saying maybe... Maybe she's taking advantage of of these men. Mm-hmm. You guys, are- I just, I, I think that that's the only way to explain what what she sees in Snidely. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's you- like she sees dollar signs. She's like the cartoon character where their eyes start to roll and then yeah. it's just like dollar signs. But I will say that the kiss was kind of their rom-com moment, I guess, (laughs) where, you know, he says, like, oh, we've been friends for so long. Let's, you know, we don't need a handshake to greet each other. And Snidely just straight up kisses her on the mouth. Um, And James... 
well also after that he j they get into a golf cart and he goes hup hup and then she just like like jumps onto his lap and yeah. it, like it is it is very absurdist because the original jay ward material like rocky and bullwinkle georgia the jungle dudley do right those are just straight up absurdist comedy like baffling you are like this was out in the 70s on tv who who signed off on this <laughs> so i like that they incorporated some of that stuff but it doesn't hit right but what were you gonna say i was gonna ask you if you've ever had a rom-com moment have i had a rom-com moment like a meet cute or a yeah, I mean, the whole saying I love you, like, before that point of the relationship is kind of a rom-com moment, but yeah. I wanted to see if you had any other... Have you ever had to of... run through an airport yeah. to, to I, profess your love? I used to, and, like, looking back, it's like, wow, that person should have been doing more... If if there's, like, push and pull, or not push and pull, like, if there are a relationships to people, so I shouldn't have, I should see how actually many miles. It was probably like 12 miles that I would bike most, like once a week to a girl's house that I was dating. And then I would bike another 12 miles back just to like hang out with her for two hours because I so badly wanted to be around her. And and Shelby, you know how this relationship ends, which is <laughs> uh, she she left me to join a carnival. She left him to join a carnival. A I thought you were going to say cult. <laughs> no. I, like you went for a sea sounding word and I was like, she joined a cult. Oh, my God. That's wild. No, a carnival? What's her name? <laughs> Tell me about it. What's, What's the cult? Good? What do they believe? <laughs> uh, but carnival is just as wild. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's. What does she do in the carnival? She was like a carny folk of uh, like set, maybe working the oh, games. Like, oh, okay, got it, got it. It, she, it was in her family, right? Like her family. Yeah, yeah, her mom was there, and she's like, "Hey, I need to be there with my mom." And I was like, "I guess that's yeah, that makes sense." Then, like after a week of phone tag, I'm like, "What? You're 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 coming back today, right?" And she's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be here probably the rest of the summer." I was like, "Okay, then." we got to break up because the previous summer she had broken up with me because she she said well there's an expiration date on all relationships and i don't i don't want to <laughs> end up breaking up with you and having it be bad this and you girl hate sounds me. so interesting they should write a rom-com about her that like yeah. that, that girl sounds really she's very got her, interesting she's got her own life I, yeah carnival she's the main character in her story a hundred percent so uh, then my best worst summer 2013 we we like rekindled a little bit and like she came over and we were talking about like mc chris she just had recently got into him i i'm a big mc chris fan we're talking and talking and uh she brings she's like hey so like that time we were like fooling around in high school uh, you had me naked on your bed why didn't you just have sex with me and i was like because i, I we were teens and i was afraid of getting having a child and then <laughs> she's like well what are you gonna do now and then like i'm like oh okay all right and but i feel bad because i like she was she was supposedly moving to florida and i had just gotten out of a relationship that was going to be moving to florida like i was this close to moving to the orlando area or the saint petersburg area and mm -hmm. Uh, to to be to live that flight attendant life. So speaking of which, might end up seeing her on a plane because she she fly, she attends for a very specific uh, 
flight company that only has like a few routes. So I'm like, oh boy. So I was afraid that she, like, I would it's fall. Carnival flight. Uh, yeah, carnival flight. It is. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid this, this, the carnival girl would move to Florida and I'd fall in love with her and be like, okay, I'm moving there with you. Uh, so I felt like I had kind of like ghosted her in a way to be like, I cannot fall in love with you again. Like I, it happened so easily. So I, so I sometimes I want to like message her and say like, I'm sorry if that's what it seemed like. That's not what I wanted to do. Here's why that sort of happened. But I'm afraid she'll be like, well, fuck you. That's what I thought happened and eat shit and die. She's just flying her Carnival Airlines, you know? Mm -hmm. It yeah. has, like, a slide that goes outside the plane yeah. and back in. <laughs> oh, that They're would be... They're doing trapeze tricks off the wings. <laughs> That'd be terrifying and also not aerodynamic. There's three <laughs> pools. There's three pools on that plane. <laughs> the pilot is a clown. It's actually, like, eight <laughs> clowns all in the cockpit. Ooh, I you like You open that. the cockpit door <laughs> bunch of clowns. It's <laughs> actually just, like, five kids dressed as clowns in a trench coat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. as one pilot <laughs> oh boy yeah. okay so we got our rom-com moments down what's next in this movie dumb shit okay uh, brennan <laughs> fraser gets fired yeah for he, some reason he also almost gets blown up i i do you guys know the bechdel test right yeah. Yes. Well, I, we got the the do right test, which is when a female <laughs> character never talks to another female character because there <laughs> yeah. are no other female characters. Absolutely not. <laughs> Women didn't exist back then. There, no. I think there was a lady when Snidely was kicking everyone out of the town. Oh and yeah. There was like some ladies when they went to Dudley Do Right to be like, mm. hey, we're getting kicked out of our homes oh man and he was like oh aren't you afraid of the vampires in the woods because snidely told him there were vampires it's so good the vampire bit <laughs> wait was i so... actually thought that was very funny uh -huh. too <laughs> even the... it made me giggle i was like this is so stupid but i'm here for it mm -hmm. just this like again brendan fraser as dudley is just like a himbo he is the dumbest yeah. boy in school and it's just so sweet when he's like, wait, I thought, I thought you guys were talking about the vampires. It's because he doesn't oversell it. Mm -hmm. He just says his lines yeah, as, a, right. as a dumb boy. Oh, Dude. Even the, like, he could have gone Nick Cage kiss a vampire when he looks in the mirror and he's like, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yeah. No, he's like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> it's great. It Dude. is great. Um, so then, you know, Snidely's doing his thing. Dudley do, do right is like I gotta figure out how to bring him down you know even though I'm fired there's a whole dance sequence this movie has multiple dance sequences Loved cause you it. know what children love Dances. a fucking live action dance sequence Th see yeah. this has they had to have come at this like we are making this for ch this is okay for children to watch but it's also for the adults who grew up on Jay Ward shit Right. Who are now bringing their kids to see this. But it's, but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I also remember, like, as High, maybe it was a different movie I was watching High, of me being like, this is a children's movie and the, like, lead actress is, like, so scantily clad. I thought there was a scene where she was, like, uh, like in a just revealing outfit, but no, she was in just Victorian-style garb the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't high while I watched this movie, but I felt like I was high. When hell I yeah. It. So. I started it and I was like, there's no way I'm watching this. <laughs> and I, 
hit that vape right up. I ripped some clouds so that I could get through this movie. Uh, that, um, <laughs> that dance scene is done to like a swing cover yeah. of, well, you like bread and butter, well, you like toast and jam. That was my favorite <laughs> song as a child. <laughs> I liked Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> Walking on Sunshine. I also love the, the letter people. I am Mr. X, and I'm quite complex, but I'm wrong. <laughs> I do not know that song. We're going to have to get a full a full version of it from James to play at the end of the <laughs> I'll, It's on YouTube. It was like this puppet thing to, to television show to teach kids the alphabet. And yeah. it was badass. And it's the only cassette I owned and from like childhood up until the Gorillaz album. So the only music I was <laughs> bumping was I am Mr. X. <laughs> but now they have, have you heard that song? That's like, this is the phonics song. And it's like this sick beat <laughs> of this girl, like this little kid. It's like an alphabet song, mm -hmm. um, but it's got like a really, real nasty beat to it. <laughs> it's like really nasty. good. Is there? A, it's like, it's like in there. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> is there a child rapping in it? Yeah. Okay, absolutely not. One of the- It's fantastic. Listen. The thing I- I will send it to you. <laughs> there's nothing- It'll be the next slaps, album dude. that you buy. <laughs> there's nothing I hate more than a child rapping. It's one of my <laughs> least, it's the most cringy. It's so corny. Get cornball out of hip hop. And especially if you're below the age of 16, you have no right doing it. Or you have when no did right you releasing it. When did you start rapping? Uh, 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 yeah. From 14 <laughs> to 16, I'll even say until 19, I had no right releasing any rap music. Um, I, I am going to find that song for you because it's pretty sick. Okay. Um, I don't know I, if it's actually a kid. It could just be like a lady who sounds like a kid, you know? Like, oh. I'm a little, I'm a little kid. <laughs> You're just Ash like Ketchum right rats. now. Yeah. I'm a little boy. That's actually my, my classic little boy. <laughs> Do you guys want to go hit, get a slingshot? <laughs> you sound just like a little boy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm the kid in the neighborhood who you don't trust to watch your pets. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to do to them, but you don't trust me. Um, so anyway, what happens in this movie? Okay, so... Brandon Fraser, Dudley Do-Right, is, is kind of rejected by Nell again. I mean, he... He gets, like, thrown out of this party. He doesn't really know what to do. He comes across Eric Idle. I do not remember the character's name, but he was, like, a man who Snidely used to um, advertise. He, he Snidely just used this man, this, like, poor homeless man to advertise <laughs> this gold rush, this, you know, fake gold rush in the town. And so Eric Idle is like, I also got a, you know, I have a horse in this race. So he takes on the mantle of teaching Dudley Do-Right how to be bad. Oh, mm. guys. <laughs> oh, so bad. I forgot how I wanted to start this episode out. I wanted to say, hey, guys, here are the trials of dangerous <laughs> podcasting. 
It's the trust, the daring, and the instinct to say, yeah, James, we'll do Dudley Do-Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you you brought that in there. But just so you know, as a guest, you don't have to come up with bits <laughs> to start the podcast. Well, That's our job. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm a producer. I want to make sure I'm bringing something to the table. So uh, because you, you guys do the podcast all the time by That's yourselves. True. We do. So you're like, man, I'd love a day where I don't need to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's true. We could just let you go, actually. We could, <laughs> I'll zip my fucking lips for the rest of the episode. All right, guys. So back in the 70s, Jay Ward. I'm kidding. I have, oh my God, I need to find a Jay Ward autobiography biography like I did with Hanna-Barbera and just deep dive into that man's life. Yep, James is getting a new, um, new fixation, <laughs> a new hyperfixation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, podcast idea. You, he's got a lot of them. I, yeah, like I don't know. Legit... That sounds exhausting. When you were you were naming all of them earlier, and I was like, wow. I love it. You got you got time. Yeah, he <laughs> edits all of them too. I know. I can barely edit this, and we I only edit it every other week. Yeah, we split the, we split <laughs> the work. I don't edit Sweet Child of Time. Steve does that because he came to me with that podcast idea, and he was like, I'll edit it. I was like, then I'll do it. I don't care what the idea is. Uh, I do, uh, well, thinking of this, like every March I want to do like four episodes uh like in one month of this existed over on the patreon we did three ninjas we did all four of those this jay ward movies i think would be perfect because everyone knows george of the jungle but did mm -hmm. you know george yes. of the jungle 2 exists yes uh, there's no I didn't. there's no brendan fraser in it then you have yeah. this dudley Sorry. do right and it was like a straight to wasn't it the george of the jungle 2 is straight to dvd wasn't yeah, it yeah i think so and then yeah. there's also a Rocky and Bullwinkle one that has, like, Jason Alexander in it. Ew. <laughs> I just think of him in shallow hell, and I'm I mad just all over again. That or, uh, what is it, Pretty Woman. Ugh. I know. Gross. Disgusting. Uh, is he a sexual harasser in, I, in Rocky and Bullwinkle? I watched it maybe Probably. once, so I don't remember. Okay, you're going to have to brush up. To do this podcast go right now We're um, so yeah like eric idol ends up teaching brendan fraser how to be bad there's lots of physical comedy basically he's like you know saying that like snidely is pretending to be a good guy he's doing bad things that makes him seem like a good guy so if you're gonna be the good guy maybe you have to do stuff that kind of makes you seem bad yeah so dudley do right gets this kind of baddie street going on he like ties a guy to a plank and is like gonna put him through one of those like circular saws or something but after he gets the information out of him we we find out it was just paper mache like the the saw wasn't real he doesn't he didn't really put this guy in danger um but dudley do right's like wearing you know leather jackets and riding a motorcycle Man, he so dangerous all black cladded in leather on top of a dirt bike. I'm like, this man is hot as fuck. Oh, he yeah. was already hot. But yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You got so like here's my thing with himbos. I think himbos are usually really hot. Like attra I'm attracted to himbos, right? I love yeah. a big dumb man. It's like my favorite genre of man. But adding a little bit of danger, mm -hmm. a little bit of mystique, a little bit of brooding. Mm. 
that right there is like the perfect the perfect garnish as long as he's still kind yeah because that's another yes. himbo quality is they yes. gotta be big dumb gotta and be kind big dumb and kind with a dash of mystery brooding angst no maybe not angst yeah but just they dark yeah no angst that's too complicated an emotion yeah, for them that is too complicated <laughs> the the only thing i would have loved is if this were actually filmed and released in 2006 because then we would have gotten him in that leather jacket but no shirt underneath because that was kind of the style during then and you would have been like <laughs> oh my god sir and they were, yeah, I'm already they, that way with Brendan Fraser. Why would they put that in a kid's movie? I don't know. It's 2006. <laughs> Aladdin doesn't I, wear a shirt and no true. one seems to care. Yeah. Also, Aladdin can get it. I, Aladdin can get it. So can Genie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has no Genie. Can get Owen Jafar. <laughs> He's toned you know underneath that robe. I, like a, I don't doubt it. He's got that twirly must or the twirly beard. I'm into yeah. it. I mean, he's a bit of a beanpole, but, you know, I bet he knows how to use that mustache. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going and on? tiger from Aladdin. Ooh, baby. Wow. And Dermis Clerman, I, I wrote that, like, stream of consciousness. You'll be able to hear it on Hit It and Credit soon. Uh, I, did, I didn't know the tiger from Aladdin had a name, so it just in yeah. the story called it his name is tiger from aladdin and uh-huh. nicole thought it was so funny so i was like i'm gonna keep going with this uh, for these movies that i watch because i like watching just dumbass movies from this time yeah. and i always for podcast comment and say this was shot on film like someone like <laughs> they had to pay for film stock to shoot this with a actual camera baffling well that is it's on film that's amazing <laughs> it's on film does anybody know what the budget for this movie was i'm gonna look it up right now as i'm asking the question but up, i'm please. very curious to see they were like this is a great idea let's spend money and did it make it that money back is what i want to know I, I that believe, is the real question I believe- so the budget the budget was 70 million <laughs> uh Opening weekend, it grossed three, a little over three million uh, U.S. And then worldwide gross was nine point nine, almost ten million. Whoa! Yeah. Oh no! So that's a flop. That is a flop. That's a flop. That's the, guys those and gals. In the industry. It's rated three point nine on IMDb <laughs> out of ten thousand reviews. Wow. <laughs> this isn't like three reviews at th- you know <laughs> five stars. No, no, no. If if you go to Letterboxd and look at the the listings, you'll be like. Who gave this five stars? And you'd be like, wow, Marshland Molum. I think I know that person. Um, yeah, so they returned. They, the, the tribe of fake Native Americans we, return. They come back a lot. The worst thing. Yeah. I remember when I was high, I just like, when I... When I'm watching things from this time, and especially The Simpsons, when The Simpsons like call someone gay, like, uh, there's one line where they go, You're gay for mole, man. And then uh, they're like, (laughs) It's Lisa and Bart fighting. And then it like zooms out as they drive past mole man, and mole man goes, No one's gay for mole, man. And those types (laughs) of things, like, I, I like, 
the abs- like the abrasive. I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying no one's gay for moment. The abrasiveness of those those like like outlandish jokes like get me with like a cringe laugh of like what the fuck were they thinking <laughs> and the same thing happened when i was high of like what the fuck is going on is when yeah the native uh in quotes native when they went to see the prime minister or whatever and he says duh but he does it like with that hand motion that i will not do yeah. on his chest to like sh like people used to do for individuals with like a, a mental disability it, like i was like what and nicole sober watching this with me who bless her soul agreed because i was like we gotta watch dudley do right my highest peak in <laughs> nicole and she's like okay and i'm like wait i i was fully expecting you to say no okay all right so i plugged that in and that part nicole's like what the fuck did you make me watch <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, the '90s were wild. Mm -hmm. Wild, wild west in the, the '90s. They truly, they the truly, wild, wild including, <laughs> yeah, that movie, wild. Um, yeah, it just, it, it always makes me like when I think back to that time in my own life, the things that kids my age were saying mm -hmm. that I would never say now. I'm like, what? Why was anybody saying it? But then it also makes me think of the Hillary Duff uh, "Don't g Say Gay" uh, mm -hmm. uh, commercial. Like it was such, <laughs> it was such a problem. It was so rampant that Hillary Duff, my queen, my lord and savior, had to star in a commercial about it. Like, yeah. But it's funny now where we are looking. I mean, I live in a bubble, like an internet bubble, mm -hmm. where being gay is fucking the best. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's gay and it's great. So, like, stuff like no one's gay for Mole Man is hilarious. <laughs> um, because it's not hurting us anymore. But there are a lot of places where it is still an issue. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... Something about Brennan Fraser or Dudley Do-Right with his new little bit of danger and his leather jacket has Nell all over it. Mm -hmm. She like yeah. runs she to see him. She likes a bad boy. And like, listen, I can't, yeah. I can't argue. She's like, she goes to him. She's like, we can make this work. Um, she's like, I can figure out how to deal with your dumb, bad luck. Like, let you're hot, dude. Cause she see he plays like an eagle or something in the, what in the play the river ah, dance yes. Cirque du Soleil yeah, kind of thing that's going off from my heritage as well it's offensive to the Irish now <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I wrote down when she like starts getting hot for him it's don't put don't put a woman on an easel put her on a fucking bush guys put her on a bush dude yeah because like Snidely's painting a picture of of Nell and it's just it ends up being paint by numbers there you which go. is funny which I love and um Dudley Durek comes in and he's like I don't think paint can capture Nell's ethereal beauty or whatever and then he carves her into a bush a topiary and <laughs> honestly it looks kind of shitty but everyone's like oh my god yeah. wow so talented but that's the thing I think the the paint by numbers like little bit is an example of like 
with things that are offensive with quote unquote jokes that are offensive they Mm -hmm. never land but the dumbest things like the smallest (laughs) things land so Mm -hmm. hard like just you're thinking oh wow he loves her so much he's panicking so it was either going to be an ugly portrait or like you're thinking you're thinking right like what is this going to look like and it turns over and it's paint by numbers that's fucking hilarious like do more jokes like that please which i think that's the the point where what does this movie want to be is is this a comedy of its time or is this us doing a faithful recreation of a jay ward thing of this absurdist comedy and i think that's if it were that just like because the the new rocky and bullwinkle on amazon prime fucking amazing i don't know like i see in these <laughs> circles that like on twitter and all that these people who are like animation nerds are like oh man i uh, uh, St- steven universe it's great oh my god this cuphead show zero people were talking about this show and i don't even remember i think i i was uh there was a tara strong interview i was listening to and she was talking about like how amazing this this show is and i'm like wait why how, why have I never heard of this? It's flawless. It's amazing. It's super funny. The animation is great. And it has that absurdist comedy that you want in a anything, if you're me. <laughs> so I think that the, the whoever wrote this was like, oh, yeah, I write 90s comedies. I'm going to inject <laughs> some of that stuff that will not age well. But this mm-hmm. absurdist shit, just like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess that there were like at least five people writing this movie. Like I don't yeah. think it. I don't think there was just one set of hands on that. Um, uh, also, real quick, you said this was seventy million dollars. Yeah, that's ten million dollars <laughs> per ten. Like it's a million dollars per minute because this movie has a, a a short animation that's like five minutes, and then the. Uh, the credits is six minutes long. This movie <laughs> yeah. is like 72 minutes, which I love and I appreciate. All movies should oh, be yeah. that long, but it, it's insane. Where was this money going? Probably to Brendan Fraser, seeing as it was like The Mummy, this, and something else. I think George of the Jungle had come out like the year before. He was on a just hit after hit run besides yeah. this movie. Yeah. So the movie ends. Um, it turns out fucking Eric Idle he leaves he's like he like goes back to his family turns out his wife his ex or the wife that he his estranged wife is the prime minister of Canada (laughs) so she comes and solves the problem and then the narration says that it's because good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people what are we teaching our children why would you put that in a movie good things do not always happen to good people that if a bad thing is happening to you it's not because you're a bad person that's just like so completely wrong and strange a lie it was just someone was very lazy and just put that in there and the narrator's like guess i'm reading this (laughs) i liked the narrator he was good i mean it sounded like a it sounded like deadly do right show for sure or episode um, so in the end, Dudley Duraid and Nell get together. They've gone through this stuff together. I guess she's fine just, you know, being a Mountie's wife. Which I just thought of something really stupid and you're, you're you can cut this out if you want to. 
Um, and you should, because no one should listen to me when I have these random thoughts. But when you said Dudley Do Right, it sounded to me like you said Dudley Do Right. And I was like, that should be the name of the sequel. Dudley Do Right. <laughs> and it's after <laughs> Dudley and Nell have a baby and they name it Dudley. And or they have twins. <gasps> Dudley. Wait, what were their names be? I don't I don't care. Uh, oh, okay. Dudley. <laughs> you just call them Dudley. Dudley yeah. Jr. and Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> And it's about the younger twin. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, like trying to make a name for themselves because they're not named after their dad. I just think if if it's called doubly do right, like that you could just have twins and the, the pun works, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's the movie. <laughs> I, I do, you we glossed over the them like some weird dance like uh, it's an amalgamation. Another dance sequence. Yes. At the end where it like eagle man bows and the head falls off and it's brendan fraser but there's this woman who they like peel back corn and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd love to see nicole hoisted on wires in an <laughs> amazing corn dress i'd be like oh, oh ma'am <laughs> Oh, James, do you got any other lingering notes on the movie that you want? <laughs> would would you guys marry a Mountie and like live in the forest like this? ACAB, dude. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. I wrote A-cab. down the first note was A-R-C-M-P-A-B because it's <laughs> yeah. uh, A-R-C-M-P-A-B. Question mark. I'm still, a, I'm counting Mounties as All cops. Right, hell yeah. Like, that's a cop. Be, I'm not marrying a cop. It, no, hell no. It is mounted police, so yeah. Yeah. It, I also realized the three movies that I had, like, hey, we could do these three movies. It's this, Yogi Bear 3D, and Little Darlings, which we should have done Little Darlings. That is, it, Nicole likes that movie. That's how you know, like, oh, this is actually a good movie opposed to, hey, James got high and watched this movie. <laughs> uh, Little Darlings is fantastic, and it's about summer camp. This is about living, like, in the woods in a cabin, and so is Yogi Bear. All of my movies were cabin-themed. Mm. Mm. Well, Maybe we we'll know have... where to find James mm-hmm. <laughs> in his we're cabin. Gonna have, uh, we're going to have Nicole on to talk about a different cabin movie. <laughs> um, so I basically thought the, the romance in this, I was like, these people shouldn't be together. Oh, yeah, no. no. But then again, if she truly does not have a personality, she's just smart. Um, enough to like get degrees and stuff and she just wants to be with a himbo guy maybe maybe they're good together yeah it's kind of the dream hmm. Hmm. I changed my mind this is a perfect movie this, <laughs> no, the romance uh, flawless no notes <laughs> James do you have any relationship or romance advice for our listeners advice just truly it's the easiest thing never leave a conversation mad and Nicole and I have had in our nine years of being together, maybe five fights, like actual fights. Three mm-hmm. of them were like totally on me. And then two were on Nicole because like, I'm like, I don't really need, like, I don't need this. The only one that was on Nicole that I bring up all the time because it's so outlandish. Like, this is how, you know, like, oh, wow. Like they're in a good relationship. If this was the fight that James was like, no, I'm putting (laughs) my foot down was 
her saying I shouldn't be eating as much ice cream as I eat. And I was like, no, I work hard. I will eat this damn ice cream. Was it, you know, like those like big tubs? I was eating like two of those a week for a period. Oh my God. But I'm still like, that's my decision. And my the job I was working, I was a merchandiser for Dr. Pepper. So I was just lifting like 12 packs of two liters all day for like eight to 12 hours. So I'm like, I'm burning off all of the badness that I'm consuming in my body. <laughs> you deserve- Burning out all that lactose. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve the two tubs of mm-hmm. ice cream a week. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's just like, there's no fight really worth having in most cases, unless it's like a serious issue that like I have been things like uh, overworking and not putting her first of thinking like oh i need i need to support for us in our early 20s so of course i need to be working 50 hours a week but it's like she's like no my love oh no this is the this is the best fucking relationship (laughs) do your love languages with each other then hand them off and screenshot it, save it where you can see it so you know exactly what the relationship needs. Because me thinking that I need to provide for her when it's like, no, Nicole's love language is quality time. That's the big thing. Mine is like uh, touch and uh, words of affirmation. Then like know your love language and that will help you leaps and bounds in a relationship. I think what it comes down to is like knowing that you're both on the same side Mm -hmm. and you're both trying to, there's you, there's James, there's Nicole, and then there's the third thing, which is your relationship, and you're both trying to make that relationship work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so like- You're a team. Yeah, being a team and and then you won't have, the arguments won't be as intense, right? Because you're like, we're both, we both have the same goal here. Uh, And then, yeah, the love language thing is like, well, the goal is to make the relationship work, so we better show each other love how we want to see how the other person wants to receive it. Yeah. Very insightful. And you're also, you've been in a relationship a long time, so for a long time, so we can trust yeah. that advice. We trust it. Nine <laughs> years, Definitely. almost nine years. In September, it will be, I can't wait for that 10-year, who baby? It's going to have a big party. Probably. Oh, big, yeah. big party. And all of our listeners are invited. Uh, we probably will have, because it falls on my birthday, our, our anniversary, we'll probably have a 10-year, like, hey, we're celebrating Nicole. Because for my 30th, we did a we did small soldiers for Mostly Speaking Sentai. So <laughs> why wouldn't we do a big old bash for our love? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Well... That's the Dudlight. Dudlight. What? Dudlight. Um, Dudlight. Dudlight. <laughs> that's when the Bud Light doesn't have any. That's the non-alcoholic Bud Light is Dudlight. <laughs> um, so that was our first episode in what we're calling Silly September. Very silly movies. <laughs> Thank you, James, for picking a very silly movie so that we could now have a whole month of silly movies. If you want to keep up with us and our social medias we've yeah. been doing little video clips of our podcast recordings of on our in- faces if you want to see our can- faces we're very funny and we're very cute um follow very. us on instagram twitter and facebook at the rom complex 
Yeah, send us an email. Did you watch this movie? Do you want a written apology from us? <laughs> send us an um, email. <laughs> theromcomplex at gmail.com. James, you got anything to plug? Yeah, go to MLMPod.com where you can find information about my podcast, such as Mostly Speaking Sentai. Both the hosts of this show have now been on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Sam will have to get you on for a mostly babbling Bible man, so then we can say both of you have been on a Bible man episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can find out information about the show Sean and I do, which used to be Shuffling the Deck, where we were making a definitive introductory insane clown posse playlist. Now we're talking professional wrestling with sweaty time, professional wrestling, Sweet Child of Time, that's one I do with Steve Barnes, a.k.a. Intro Void. We're going through Wheel of Time and all of that stuff. Then, what else do I... Hit It and Crit It, that's a D&D actual play podcast that I do with my friends. If you're like, eh, you want to know what? I like it when a story is finished. Well, the story's finished, like our first campaign <laughs> is done. Then we're, I'm DMing a batshit one for the Derms Clerman stuff, which is a Monster Hunter guild. It's going to be fun. Check that out. And then listen to my music under Marshland Monster, wherever music is found. Got a new C. Actually, the single should be out September 2nd, I believe, is when Exploding Load with Howard Kramer, a.k.a. Dragon Boy <laughs> Suede, will be available everywhere. Uh, and then head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get a weekly podcast. It's a rotating thing. Uh, every week in a month it goes, this existed where I show uh, baffling movies that actually existed to my friend Corey. Then Death from Above, a Sam and Max podcast. That's a Sam and Max podcast. One of the best episodes we ever did was with Shelby. Me. <laughs> Very good. And then you got bonus episodes of Mostly Speaking Sentai and Engage with Nicolas Cage. That's where Nicole and I are going through every single Nick Cage movie to figure out if he a madman or better than John Hamm. I hope y'all like content because James has got yeah. it. And he sells it to you in his cool radio voice. Yes, I do. So you got to go listen. I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, also formulaic <laughs> next month. <laughs> yeah. I love well, I'll, I'll definitely make another announcement on here when my new podcast is out. Um, mine. My new podcast. <laughs> um, our new podcast. Uh, and then most of all, everyone, keep falling in love. With yourself. Also with Nicole, because I will never stop falling in love with her. <laughs> okay. A bye. Okay, owl. <laughs> <laughs>